one of the most fundamental things in a mu'min's life is that he should be forever conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And when a person is conscious of Allah Ta'ala, then it becomes possible for him to remain in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. The disobedience of Allah Ta'ala happens as a result of a person becoming neglectful, unmindful, And this becomes a spiral, one step towards neglect leads, leads to a second step, one step towards sin leads to a further step in sin. Person gets involved in something makru that leads him towards haram. A person takes a step towards neglect in one degree of his salah, for example the salah with jama'ah, he takes it lightly, he takes it casually and as a result he omits it sometimes. That becomes the stepping stone towards Allah forbid sometimes that Salah becoming Qaza also. A person takes one step towards misusing his eyes by taking some, stealing some glances somewhere that becomes a stepping stone towards complete engrossment in haram. So in order to save oneself from all this, and in order to protect oneself, the prescription for that which we have been given in the Quran Sharif, in the life of Rasulullah is the constant consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent that the person remains conscious of Allah Ta'ala, conscious of the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, conscious of whatever Allah Ta'ala has promised for those who are obedient to Him, also conscious about the warnings Allah Ta'ala has sounded in the Qur'an Sharif, conscious of the reality of death, conscious of the accountability on the day of Qiyamah, then this is what becomes the barrier between a person and sin, becomes the barrier between him and the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, minus this, take this out of the equation, then it is just a person and the chasing behind his desires. Whether that desire is then the material things of the world, whether it is the leisures and pleasures, whether it is the haram things that tempt him all the time, that will be the whole life revolving around this. So among the many things that we have been given to develop this connection with Allah wa ta'ala, and to keep this constant consciousness, among the many other things, one of the aspects is du'a. And as important as this is in the life of a mu'min, unfortunately to that extent this is neglected. 
Many a times a person has some difficulty, some problem, some hardship. Something or the other is troubling him, something is bothering him, something has suddenly become an issue. It might be a financial matter, it might be some domestic issue. It might be something in his personal self, something he's battling with. Whatever the situation might be, it might be something to do with health, something with illness. Person tries to start finding some solution, get some kind of headway. And all kinds of things come forward, I should do this, I should try that, I should speak to so and so, try and get in touch with that contact. Very often, the last thing we think about is dua. And this is a major tragedy. That a mu'min, he should be so connected to Allah Taala that the first thing that comes to his mind, when there is any issue, that he turns to the source of all the solutions. And he connects with Allah Taala, and he connects through dua and talks to Allah Taala directly. And then whatever means should be adopted, he will adopt those means as well. But he starts off from the start. He doesn't bring the starting point at the end. When everything else is seeming to have failed, when there doesn't seem to be any doors opening out for him, so now he either goes to somebody else and says, please make dua for me. And even at that point, sometimes he doesn't make dua. And if he does make dua, then it is at a very late stage, when it seems like nothing else seems to be working out for him. Whereas that is the starting point of a mu'min, and especially in the kind of situation that we find ourselves nowadays, whether it is for ourselves personally, whether our families, our extended families, our communities, and especially the ummah at large, and the kind of situations that are all the time upon the ummah, and much of it is something we can't do anything directly. A person can't be personally involved in most of it. Some extent he perhaps can help in some other way, maybe financially, something in some other way. But often there is nothing much that he can do personally, directly, on a direct note. But yet he can do a great deal in terms of dua. And begging Allah Ta'ala's help for everybody, for the whole ummah, for those closer to him, for those distant from him. But very often this is totally neglected. So this is something we should be bringing alive. Every day in a mu'min's life, dua. One is the dua that we make perhaps after salah, the dua that we make maybe at some other occasion. Very often this too is a kind of just some uh, routine, some kind of just something we are saying without realizing what we are even doing. The heart is somewhere else, the mind is somewhere else, we are saying something, we are not even conscious about what we are saying. That is not the dua that brings down the solutions from Allah Ta'ala. That is not the dua that brings down the help from Allah Ta'ala. Inna Allah Ta'ala la yasma'u ila dua'i qalbin lahin. O kama qala al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Islam says Allah Ta'ala doesn't listen to the dua of an inattentive heart. The heart is somewhere, the heart is engrossed, Allah forbid sometimes, in haram at that time. The person has a problem, a financial problem, his heart is engrossed in the bank manager. And how he can try and get that loan on interest. And he's asking Allah Ta'ala for solutions. And his heart is engrossed in that haram, how he's going to draw down the lanat of Allah Ta'ala. Where will these two things ever be able to bring any kind of solution to him? That he's asking something with the tongue, but his heart is engrossed in some haram avenue of how to try and solve this problem, where that is ever going to draw down the help of Allah Ta'ala. 
So the starting point is dua. And that dua will become part of a person's life if he's connected to Allah Ta'ala. That dua will connect him as well. If he makes dua a part and parcel of his life, that dua will keep connecting him. And when he is truly connected, then the first thing he'll resort to is dua. When a person has very, very, uh, very good contacts, very big contacts on his phone, whoever, as soon as there's some issue, the first thing is already dialing. He's got people on speed dial. Because this is my direct contact, something that that person is on speed dial. But sometimes after that speed dial also, there's no reply on the other end, because the person is now occupied, he's busy, this number is not available right now, or the phone is switched off at the moment, or whatever the case is, that speed dial also doesn't help. But if the person was connected to Allah, wa ta'ala, that connection, there's never a no response on the other end. And that speed dial is forever available. But that will depend on how much of how he has connected himself, to what extent he's connected himself. So therefore this dua should become a part and parcel of our life. And not only when a person has a problem. When a person has a problem, now he's making dua. With a problem, without a problem, this dua is ibadat in itself. And it is the essence of ibadat. When a person has some very close contact with someone, a very close friend, good bond with somebody, then he can spend hours talking to the person, he doesn't know how the time went past. And he says that night is too short. And the months fly, the hours fly, sometimes the whole day is gone. And he's talking without realizing how the time is going. Why? Because there's a bond, there's a relationship, there's that connection, and as a result, there is that engrossment and, and that enjoyment in that conversation, to the extent that a person will be connected to Allah wa ta'ala, then that heart will be in that dua. And then he will see how his issues get resolved through that dua. Then he will find enjoyment and pleasure in that dua. Unfortunately, we will try everything else, when everything fails, now we will turn to dua. That too might be a very, very just half-hearted thing, and just asking for some material things, and some solution to all the issues only. Even that too we have to ask Allah Ta'ala. But a mu'min, and everything that he is receiving is from Allah Ta'ala, his creator, his sustainer, his nourisher, and the control is entirely in the control of Allah Ta'ala, of everything. And all solutions come from Allah Ta'ala alone. And he doesn't ask Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't turn to him. He has some problem and he doesn't even raise his hands towards Allah Ta'ala. So, it's a very, very serious level of indifference and in fact a degree of disloyalty a father has that kind of affection for that son and he does everything for him and suddenly out of the blue there was some issue the son went and spoke to the uncle he spoke to some cousin he spoke to some stranger but he didn't come tell his father the father feels very very disappointed I'm ready to do everything for you I've always done everything for you and everything is at just one indication and is there what made you go and ask your uncle today what made you go and ask that cousin or a stranger? The person is out of, you don't even know him. And you didn't come and ask your father, whereas that father is just as in need as himself. With all that affection the father has, all the love he has, whatever uh, resources he might have at his disposal, but at the end of the day he's also muhtaj. He's also totally in need. But yet that father feels that this was a kind of disloyalty. This was a kind of indifference. Allah Ta'ala created us. 
Allah Ta'ala is sustaining us. We are breathing His air for free every moment. And if Allah Ta'ala withholds us for a while, that will be the end of us. After all these things that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, and yet we have an issue and we don't turn to Him, and Allah forbid that what He has forbidden, what He has prohibited, we have an issue and we are dialing that person, we are dialing that bank manager, we are knocking on his door, a person has a problem, and now he's turning to some intoxicant to relieve that stress. He's turning to some other haram avenue and he says, well, the pressure is too much, therefore I have to do this. But he didn't turn to Allah ta'ala. He didn't make two rakat salah. He didn't make dua. He didn't turn and beg Allah ta'ala for that help. Whereas Allah ta'ala's declaration is already there. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ اُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ Allah ta'ala is saying, اُدْعُونِي, call unto me. Have we called unto Allah ta'ala? And if we've called, how we've called? Like a person sometimes calling for somebody, he's inviting someone, for example, but he says, well, if you want to come, come. They've got some, you know, little bit of a, some dawah carrying on. If you want to come, you can come. That person says, well, he's asking, if I want to come, I can come, rather not go. There's ways of asking, there's ways of inviting. One is now a wholehearted invitation, please, you must be here. And I'll really be very happy to see you here. And that there is, see, if you've got some time, and you can come along. This, both, is inviting towards the same thing, but there's a world of difference between the two. So likewise, one is dua and this dua. One is a dua, which is a dua where the person doesn't even have his heart and mind in it. He's asking something, he doesn't know what he's asking. Yes, we should make dua by starting off with the duas, by first praising Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, then invoking durood and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Then these are all the adab and the etiquettes of dua. Thereafter that a person... He should acknowledge his own weakness, his faults, acknowledge his sins. Rabbana walamna anfusana wa illam taqfillana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Showing his total helplessness in front of Allah wa ta'ala. And then some du'as of the Qur'an Sharif to bring the barakat in it. And especially those du'as that he knows the meaning of as well. So that he's asking with his heart and soul in it. And du'as of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and thereafter, in the language he understands best, from the depth of his heart to speak to Allah Ta'ala. And all the adab that he can include in that dua, that he's facing the qibla, he's in the state of wudu, if he had the opportunity to first make two rakat salat al-haja, and the various duas that have been taught, where Rasulullah has taught himself the dua of haja, this is a lengthy dua, not very lengthy in any case, but something that we can learn, inquire from the ulama ikram, these all enhance the acceptance of that dua. So in any case, this is the procedure. And this is the connection that develops with Allah wa ta'ala. That a person in everything is turning to Allah ta'ala. Now when he will turn to Allah ta'ala in all his issues of dunya and his needs of akhirat more importantly. person very often has that in, some inclination. I want to perform my salah regularly. I want to be doing what is right. I want to stay away from haram. But have we turned to Allah Ta'ala and made dua for that? And have we acknowledged our wrongs and our weaknesses in front of Him and then beg Him for His help, beg Him for His tawfiq? And in all our material issues, all our domestic issues, whatever other issues, have we first turned to Allah Ta'ala? Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who was the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation. There was nobody closer to Allah Ta'ala than Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And his acceptance was beyond anything we can imagine. 
Yet what was his manner? The slightest thing would perturb Rasulullah to the extent that he would see some indications of a storm, he would hasten towards Salah. Salah and begging Allah Ta'ala. Salatul Kusuf, some eclipse has taken place. Nabi Salaam is in a lengthy Salah, such a lengthy Salah that some Sahaba, because of that heat on that day and the length of that Salah, they actually collapsed in the Salah. This was the extent to which Rasulullah Salaam turned to Salah and Dua. And in that Salah was lengthy Duas. Allah's Nabi Salaam, the most beloved of Allah Ta'ala, the most accepted of the creation of Allah Ta'ala, the one who had the greatest contact and taluk with Allah Ta'ala, but yet he resorts to dua so much. And we have all our problems, and we are so far away, and we don't see the need to ask Allah Ta'ala. We see the need to ask, Nauzubillah, the bank manager. We see the need to ask all and sundry. We see the need to phone our contacts and put people on speed dial. But we haven't learned to dial that contact that never ever is engaged. There's never an answer of no response. But the issue is how are we connecting? Are we truly connecting? Are we truly asking? Are we truly begging from Allah Ta'ala? We haven't yet asked, we haven't begged. We have seen the person on the street corner. When he has that need, he's desperate. How he'll come? And how he'll repeatedly just keep asking? And he'll make the most humble appearance. And when he sees no indication, he's still insisting. He's still persevering. And he's still persisting. He is sure that sooner or later this window will open and something will come out. He doesn't give up hope till the last minute and that last moment. Yet we ask one time in a half hap, haphazard manner and we are done. Whereas this is the starting point, this is the connection we have to develop with Allah Ta'ala. And as mentioned earlier, not only when there is a problem, this should be a part and parcel of a mu'min's life. Very often we are looking for big, big things, very complicated things, very kind, fancy kind of solutions. The simple basic solutions are the best solutions and the most effective, the most direct solutions that unfortunately we have neglected and we are looking for something out of this world, we are looking for something that has a lot of something that sounds very very exciting and this is the most exciting thing if we understood the excitement in it, if you understood the effect of it, we are looking for something new, we don't need to find anything new, what Nabi Islam has given, what Allah has given us already in the Quran Sharif. What has come to us 1400-1500 years ago, that what is old is gold. And that is what we have to cling on to. That is what we have to turn to. And find, and especially one is that there should be some dedicated time. Dedicated time for dua daily in the life of a mu'min. Apart from that dua, we make one half minute dua, one minute dua after our salah. Talk to Allah Ta'ala. Spend five minutes, seven minutes talking to Allah Ta'ala daily. Begging Him. Asking for ourselves, our families, our extended families, our friends, asking for the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. When we will keep asking him, we will become conscious of him. Then the person is asking his father every time for some favor, and the father also is at the turn, on the spot. Every time he asks for something, he is ready to give him, and he keeps giving him. Now, even if that doesn't happen, a person should be embarrassed to do something that the father is displeased with, provided it doesn't contravene the laws of Allah Ta'ala. But there's a, a sense of embarrassment now. That how can I now disobey this father of mine? How can I do something that doesn't please him? Why? Because of the favors of the father. Allah Ta'ala's favors upon us are 
innumerable, countless, and every instant, we are totally dependent on the favors of Allah. Together with that, we will keep connecting with dua, we become conscious of Him, that will become the barrier from sin, that will create this embarrassment. Allah Ta'ala, I've asked Him, and He's fulfilled all my needs, and every moment I'm benefiting from His countless and innumerable bounties, and now I'm going to sin, blatantly disobey Him, and whether it is in public or whether it is behind closed doors, Allah Ta'ala is aware of everything. He knows the deception of the eye, what the eye is looking at, what glances it's stealing, what it is blatantly just uh, looking at without any concern and fear. Allah Ta'ala is aware of that. Allah Ta'ala knows what lurks in the heart, what is the heart concealing. And I'm going to now, Allah Ta'ala is my creator, my sustainer and nourisher, and I'm going to sin now and disobey Him that some shame will come, some embarrassment will come. That will stop us and that will become the barrier from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So this prescription of dua, together with all the various things that we need to connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala. But this prescription of dua together with everything is a very, very effective and a very great prescription. This is the way to gain our needs fulfilled, to resolve our problems, and to connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala, this is the essence of ibadat. In the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah Sallallahu says, Ad-du'a'u mukhul ibadah. Dua is the essence of ibadat. You get the milk, then you get the cream, and then from the cream you get something else that will be taken out further, which will be the essence of that milk. That now will be of another value. The value of that is far greater than the milk, because that's the very essence. Likewise, dua, Nabi Sallallahu is saying, is the essence of ibadat which unfortunately we have neglected. We need to bring dua alive, alive in our own lives, for our own benefit. Bring dua alive in our homes. Encourage everybody in dua. There should be some dedicated time for dua. We are looking for solutions all the time. We are trying to get our problems resolved. We are trying to do so many things. But we haven't turned to the creator of all the solutions and the provider of all the solutions. We haven't turned to Allah wa ta'ala. Let us start making this a part and parcel of our lives. And turn to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity, in every condition, in every situation, whether there's a problem, or whether there's no problem. Whether in ease, or adversity. When things are booming, then to return to Allah Ta'ala. And when there's a slump, then to return to Allah Ta'ala. When things are booming, we don't forget Him. Otherwise, that's a major ingratitude. And it comes in a hadith, when a person is connected to Allah Ta'ala all the time, and he keeps asking Allah Ta'ala in conditions of ease, when he also asks in conditions of difficulty, the angels recognize his voice. And they bring it up. This person always asks. He is not somebody that only comes when there's a problem. He is all the time begging from Allah Ta'ala. His du'as get answered. May Allah Ta'ala give us his offering.